Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Werewolf vampire hybrid? Say it with me. A werepire. Huh? No. Come on. I'm not saying it. This is insane, you guys. Yo, this is sexy, man. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the PanelsOnPages.com podcast with your host, Lee Rodriguez. At the end of the day, babies are terrible people, and I'm not sorry for saying it. Jason Nyes. Motherfucker, I won best costume. Jose Guzman. Yeah, I know nothing about Firestorm, except for his hat's always burning. And Kelly Harris. Boy, love, it appears we got a penis in the mail. <laughs> I glued my fucking eyes shut! <laughs> I just want to see all these Yelp reviews of Jose's jizz. <laughs> oh, sorry, I knocked over the salt. Like you had anything better to do. Oh, what the hell is going on, everybody? Today is Tuesday, November 3rd, and this is almost Christmas, kids. This is episode number 315. Oh, hell yeah! Of the panels on Pages.com podcast. Flagship title of your podcast network. Find all those shows at PCN.PanelsOnPages.com. I'm your host, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez, and joining me on the line tonight, we got Mr. Jason Nye. God damn it, Kiki. (laughs) Jose Guzman. Can you bring the ruckus for all you motherfuckers? <laughs> and uh, Kelly Harris. Sexy Kelly Harris isn't just a costume. It's a way of life. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Uh, before we get started, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, the newest episode of Flash from last week, not tonight's, but I guess it would be last week's now, uh, was very uh, heavy on Firestorm. And God damn it, if every time Firestorm doesn't show up, I think about his hat always being burning. <laughs> always burning? <laughs> every goddamn time. Yeah, I totally, when I posted that picture in the population group on Facebook, I totally misquoted Jose, but I, I paraphrased it. We got the it's, point across. It's, it's the, yeah, yeah. It's, there. it's there. His fucking hat's always on fire. He <laughs> doesn't even wear a hat in the, in the new show, so it's, it makes it even funnier for some reason. <laughs> He ain't got no hat. No, straight <laughs> out his bald head. He doesn't have. I, I I didn't think he actually had a hat. I just thought his <laughs> head mean, was like on a. Fire. It's like one of those fucking things Gambit wears, right? Like one yeah, of those it's weird one of those like head socks. Yeah, those are like 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 Gambit has only like a like a balaclava. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah kind of like that, I guess. Yeah, why not? Well, what's up, Mahoney? Hey, what's going on? Hey, Mahoney. hey sir. Hey, speaking of Flash, I got a shitload of Flash to watch, so let's do this. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Certain <laughs> things off hot. I see what you did there, Kelly. Hey, I've reached the point in Arrow where Kelly is on it, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Mahoney sent me a screenshot today that says, oh, by the way, Kelly's on Arrow. 
And yep. I'll be damned, fucking kid looks oh, just like Kelly. Is? Yeah, that's what that is, Kelly. I was very confused. <laughs> Kelly's like, why does Moni have this picture of me as a DJ? <laughs> oh shit, that guy does kind of look like him. <laughs> Kinda. Now I need to look at me. Now I need to look at that again. It does yeah. kind of look like you. Holy shit. That's exactly who it is. What character is that guy? Uh, no spoilers, Kelly. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. It looks like if me and fucking dude from the Sons of Anarchy had a baby. You guys should do that. You, you <laughs> could do worse, Kelly, is all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I could totally do worse. He could do worse. True. <laughs> the win win for everybody. Kelly yeah. is, is a joy. It is you should true. be so lucky, dude from Sons of Anarchy, <laughs> to put a yeah, baby inside our Kelly. <laughs> Alright, anyways. Uh, so Juan, remember when Juan was like four and one and he was riding high? Yep. And then he uh, he you stepped the... all over He stepped all over Nyes' joy. Yeah. And uh Nyes put out a bounty. <laughs> <laughs> Denim's lost every game since, and he's now third four. <laughs> he uh, he just barely avoided scoring the least amount of points of the entire league this week, and uh, he lost to Tito, ninety six to sixty five. So Jose, I hear that there's a guy that you want, and I think that as his punishment, Juan should have to trade him to you. <laughs> yeah, Juan. <laughs> Notice those uh, Facebook posts tagging his uh, weekly fantasy football opponent have stopped. Wow. <laughs> the man's on a spiral. R.I.P. Wan. That sounds really bleak. Yeah, it's bleak. 96-65. You know who is the only person who got less points than Juan this week? Uh, Gino. And you know who beat Gino, who scored the lowest points of the entire league? Oh, my God. Vetter. One in seven, Jeremiah Vetter. Yeah, he did it. <laughs> Taking advantage of, of the weakest uh, the weakest link there and uh, pulling out a win. So there we go. I don't even have to come up with a punishment for him this week. And speaking of, last week, we gave him that ridiculous punishment where he had to draw a naked Jose on an eagle. Oh my god. Eagle had to have cargo shorts and a and a cell phone belt clip and yep. all that. Well, he did it. And it's glorious. Yes, it's it is. Wonderful. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But it is glorious, but the camera is on the wrong shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice that the reason the camera's on the wrong shoulder is cuz we're seeing it through a mirror. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like we're we're like doing we're shaving and in the background, Jose is <laughs> flying by on an eagle. Totally uh, nude. We'll have to include the image uh, in the the post of the show for this week. Absolutely. But yeah. one of my favorite parts that I saw... Uh, Lee, have you seen this? Yes. Uh, one of my favorite parts is... And I noticed this just before the show. Is that Jose's toes are tucked in the waistband of the eagle's cargo shorts. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that the reason uh, Jose is fully nude is that he gave the eagle his pants. Like, for some reason, the eagle was shy. So Jose said, that's okay. Here, take mine. Don't worry, bro. Like, we got you some pants. Yeah. I don't want to go out with my bird dick all flopping around in the wind. Jose's like, I got no shame. Let's roll. Flop yeah, it. Gotta, gotta keep, they got to keep that cloaca in check. And so anyways, Gino, as your punishment, uh, next week you have to set a lineup. 
I know how much you hate. Got to give him credit. He actually did set a lineup this week because he had about th- three or four players on a bye, and he still lost. Harsh. Um. Oh, reigning uh, fantasy football champion Mary Nyes. Yeah, let's talk about a, this one, guys. Suffered yeah. a crushing defeat <laughs> at the hands of the savage Los Tres Savages. One hundred three to eighty. That would that be guy's Jose. putting up some points of late. He is putting up some points. He's three and four and one now because of that tie with Tad. That oh, in, uh, God damn tie. Results <laughs> in their sexy little kiss. Hey, but a, a tie's not a loss, so I'll take it right now. That's right. Um, the three and four and one is, well, Tad is four and three and one, and that tie uh, is the reason he is a half a game in front of Denim, throwing Denim into third place. I feel like that tie is going to be a, a big problem down the line. Right? It certainly seems like it. Yeah. But yeah, Denim is out of first place. He's out of second place. He's fallen all the way to third place. He's coming for you, Vetter. <laughs> <laughs> I think Denim just enjoys my punishments and really wants to win the Kerouac. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I can't believe I lost to Juan now. I know. I can't believe that happened. But at yep. least I got a nap out of it. That is true. You got a nap. <laughs> so anyways, for Mary's punishment, um, I think she should get one of those nerd girl half-shaved heads. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should mention that because <laughs> I was I wasn't making fun of her tonight. But she had her hair back in a ponytail. And you know how sometimes when you got a ponytail on, the hair that's bunched up underneath the ponytail kind of gives it a shape. Like, not a smooth head shape. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. Like, it looks like you've got a weird-shaped head. So she was starting to get self-conscious. And she was like, well, I'm just going to shave my head then. How about that? And I said, (laughs) I said, I double-dog dare you. <laughs> and she got up off the couch and was ready to go shave her head. And I was just kind of like, you can shave your head. That's your body. But it's not my fault. <laughs> then she was like, how about this? How about I just do one of those where I just shave the one side? <laughs> she leaves the little uh, the like uh, side sideburn. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're you're going to look great, Mary. All your new coworkers will love it. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, you can just go ahead and shave the whole thing and just start from scratch. Yeah. G.I. Jane it. Or go be a DJ. Or be a DJ like Kelly. <laughs> you can set up a Patreon account and, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Ooh, okay. If Mary were to shave her head, could she then comb her shaved off hair on the internet for money? Would you be okay with that? Like holding like the it's shaved, no longer, it's no longer on her body. <laughs> Could she hold it up in her hand and comb it with the other hand and have dirty perverts pay her for that? I guarantee hey. you, someone would pay for that. Oh hey, yeah, you know, totally. It's gonna be a lean Christmas, so I'm not saying no to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Mary. And I'm gonna be in India for three weeks, so you know, different area codes and all that. Living like kings. Speaking of nice. And uh, living like a king. My favorite topic. Nice pulled out a miracle victory against the Shelbyville Sharks and Mr. Matt Hot. 86 I was to 82. so happy. Came down to a field goal. Yeah. 
it was one of the overtime. most exciting fantasy football weekends of of my entire fantasy football career. I I could not believe it. I watched it happen live. I called it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your good juju. Yeah, that was, I was uh, like, you're you're in field goal range, and he was like, it's 49 yards, and I was like, he's gonna make it. <laughs> Done. Yeah, I was uh, getting a little nervous that I wasn't gonna pull out the win, uh, especially after I sat Drew Brees, who got 46 points on my bench. Oh, he, he destroyed it on the bench. Yep. He said, "Put me in, coach. <laughs> I'm ready to play." <laughs> So I'm starting him this week, and I expect the same amount of production. So don't disappoint me, Drew Brees. So watch out for that hamstring pull. <laughs> yep. Get ready for his knee to fall out fall out of his leg. Oh, God. <laughs> Is that my knee on the other side? What's going on? Um, so uh, Jose's uh, kissing partner there, Tad, he crushed Goat. 101 to 65. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. What's Shark's Punishment? Oh! Um, Shark's Punishment. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Shark, you gotta listen to um, the entire <laughs> most recent episode of Nerdfix Strangers and write a book report about it. <laughs> I hear it has veto on it. People love that guy. Um, anyways, so, <laughs> Tad beat Goat. I like when my punishments are too harsh for you guys, and you're all like, I don't want nothing to do with that. I'm not gonna laugh, I'm not gonna react, I don't want nothing to do with it. I'm out of this one. <laughs> uh, so Tad beat Goat, and, uh, 101 to 65, a crushing. Goat's now 2 and 6. It's not so good, Goat. Not so good. You know who Goat's behind? The Milwaukee Superkick Party. He is. He has fallen into fourth place. Um, so, Goat, for your punishment. Um, we already had him fix his hose. I think Goat <laughs> should have to... Goat should have to find a bird, let it shit directly on the hood of his car, and not clean it until the next Fantasy Football Week has ended. He would sooner die. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's the point of these punishments. Drive around with it like that for a week. Find a bird. <laughs> Find the bird. I feel like he'd rather punch his mother in the out. face. <laughs> you can choose, goat. Either punch your mother in the face or have a bird shit on your car. Oh, his mom's got a black eye. Man, Mahoney, you just caused a domestic disturbance. <laughs> hey, I didn't cause it. I gave him a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, Mahoney isn't the one that lost to Tad. That's right. <laughs> Tad's rising up the ranks. Nobody put a curse on Tad. Tad's taking full advantage of Denim's uh, death spiral. <laughs> and last but not least, the Milwaukee Superkick Party uh, fell 95 points, which would have beaten a lot of the players. Uh, this, this was week. a heartbreaker. <laughs> yeah, you would have beaten. You would have beaten more than half of the teams in the league, but you ran up against Mel, who scored the highest points of the week with 107, so Kelly has lost. It's what I said last week. We were just going to throw bombs at each other until one of us fell. <laughs> and it, it was an exciting game to watch until the very end when Dante Moncrief just started shitting everywhere, and then I just started watching Nice's game. 
Oh, because <laughs> I was like, ah, I think good things are going going his way. I'll watch this. Fucking I'm just kicker. Be sad watching I'm a regular game. Cinderella story over here. Yeah, in OT, nonetheless. And see, once it went to overtime, I was like, okay, maybe like Dante Moncrief will get like an 80 yard run and score <laughs> a touchdown, and then I could. That won't ever happen. Yeah, once it goes to OT, all bets are off, though. Like, yeah, anything could happen. Yeah, so I was like, I have a little hope, but it, I knew, I knew I wasn't gonna win. It was just sad. But oh well, I'll be back next week. He'll be How back, many- kicking, kicking, and partying. Yep. So Kelly, your punishment is uh, you need to quit your job at Verdant. No more DJing for you. Verdant. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the club in Arrow where you were a DJ. Oh, okay. It's funny because you don't watch that show. I don't. I'll turn in my two weeks, though. (laughs) All right. I expect to see that come to fruition on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now I have to go make the Mahoney cut of Arrow. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bunch of scenes of you edited in being like, hey, I got to get my two weeks. I lost in fantasy football. (laughs) Arrow's like, I need you. You can't leave. Like, sorry. He'd never beg. Yeah. Um. So the other thing Tito sent me is the power rankings, and he Jesus told me, fucking uh, He told me to <laughs> include them. I would look up the message, but it would take me too long. But T- no, I'm gonna look it up because Tito <laughs> Tito is not a very good. He's not a. He's not what we would call a typist. And uh, so, at 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 the point when this. At the point when this message came through, I had no text or emails from Tito. I had nothing. All I had was a message that said, Mahoney, send you Pop Fantasy Football League info. (laughs) (laughs) Include the power rankings. And I was like, does he want me to send him the Pop Fantasy Football League info? Is he saying he sent me? Because I don't have it. And what are the power rank? Because, you know, send the Pop Fantasy Football League info, include the power rankings, would be like a command. Whereas <laughs> sent you the Pop Fantasy Football League info, included the power rankings, would be more of an, like a, like a FYI. So it was very confusing. But uh, then the email came through. <laughs> and now I believe I'm supposed to read these um, because I don't see them on Facebook which is where I went to look for them when I didn't have a text or an email, but then uh, finally my email refreshed. <laughs> so, number one on the power rankings is Papa John's Dippin' Sauce. Oh, an Apple software update. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Papa John's Dippin' Sauce. Team one of Pop Fantasy Football's power couple. Because team number two at six and two tied, but with fewer points, so I guess you get to be number two, uh, is the Gotham Rogues. Team number two of the Woo. Pop Fantasy Football Power Couple. So right now, the number one and number two teams in the Pop Fantasy Football League are Jason and Mary Nice. Yep. But not I'm in that about order. to take them out back to back. <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> Jose is doing his best to make it a terrible November for the Nice household. He messages me Fuck last November. Jose He's messages me. Turkey. <laughs> he messages me <laughs> earlier last week, and he says, "Oh, and tell your wife I'm going to open up a can of Papa John's whoop ass sauce on her." And I was like, <laughs> "That is that is graphic," but I will tell her <laughs> word for word. Uh, <laughs> cover her in it. 
<laughs> I told him that I'm going to save them uh, shipping charges. I'm just going to come to the house and pick up the belt. Well, of course. <laughs> we live in the same town. <laughs> I'm just looking out for you guys, man. No, that belt's staying right where it is, but uh, someone Shit. else is going to be the owner of it. That's you me. should at least move it like to the opposite shelf. Like whatever, whatever shelf is the mirror image of the shelf it's on. Switch all of the things on those two shelves no, and put it over there. You're right. There. You're right. I like that. I like that idea. And I'll dust while I'm at it. Yeah. There you go. Dusting sucks. All right. Uh, number three, Shelbyville Sharks, five and three, and uh, they lost this week because of a kicker. Not even a real football player. <laughs> a kicker. This, the power rankings are hard for me because I don't know who any of these teams are, and I certainly don't know why they lost. So, uh, <laughs> apparently, whoever the Shelbyville Sharks are lost because of a kicker. That's Shark, and... duh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> no shit. So, Utah and Chris Lead uh, is number four at five and three, and they are second in their division because of a kicker. Uh, dot, 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 a kicker. That's Mel. That's Mel. Kill Demon Weasel's Kill, which is Tad, at 4-3-1, is number five. And the power ranking comment for him is, have you made out with Jose yet? Now, what I say to this is, my instructions to them were only to kiss. So if they make out, that's on them. I'm not saying I encourage or discourage it, but that's on them. It's just an added bonus. That's right. I mean, you know, you the get the kiss strike going. Em. Yeah. And, you know, you, you're into it. <clears throat> I can see it leading to a makeout session. I just want to make sure that it, it's clear that I'm not requiring it. Because that's assault. Uh, Tito himself is number six, the Brooklyn Dark Knights, quickly becoming the Kevin of the league, which means that everything he's ever told you is a fucking lie, and everybody's going to hate him someday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Denims of the Galaxy is somehow at number seven. He is 0-3 since the bounty, and like his hairline, he is fading away fast. Oh, oh that's rough. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. That's harsh. Uh, coming in right behind him at number 8, Milwaukee Superkick Party, that says, Stop messing with your team and sell some comics to my chubby brother. <laughs> <laughs> because... Kelly's second job behind being a DJ at Verdant is selling comics at Lost Worlds of Wonders, which is Tito's chubby brother's local comic book store. FYI. Still don't know of if I've ever actually met his chubby brother. You ever sold comics to a chubby guy? Tons. Yeah, that's probably his brother. You ever got your butthole eaten out by a chubby guy in a trench coat? <laughs> Uh, number nine is Jose and his Lost Trace Savages, and it says, the way you beat Mary, expect to see Nyes waiting outside with a bat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, thank you for beating her, because now I am tied with her, uh, with my record, but, uh, I will avenge her this week. Uh, I will Come be, on. I will be the tree, and you are Macho Man in the car, so look out <laughs> for that. Oh, yeah, did he crash is... into a tree? Yes. Yeah. He had a heart attack while he was driving his car and crashed into a tree. Somebody told me he had a heart attack because he was masturbating while driving his car <laughs> and that the heart attack killed him. <laughs> well, the heart attack probably did kill him. 
Well, if you ask Gavin, he gave himself a heart attack to prevent the rapture, so he could go down to he- so he could go up to heaven and beat up God. Oh, wow! Makes sense. There is a great story Not- this week that hit the internet about Bruce Campbell talking about all the loud animalistic sex that Macho Man was having in the trailer next door to him while they were shooting Spider Man. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Utopia X-Men, Gino? Is that Gino? Yep. Yep. All right, so Gino is in 10th place on the power rankings, 4-4. Four four. Uh, 581 points to date, Lee. 581 <laughs> points for Gino and his Utopia X-Men. And it says, you lost a Vetter, not even a real fantasy football player, to Vetter. <laughs> uh, Goat and his turd Fergusons are in 11th place, which is pretty sad. Pretty sad when you consider that the guy in last place only has one win. And so to be in second to last, you know you got to be doing pretty poorly. But uh, Goat is in contention for the Kerouac. And it says here that now Tito wishes Goat slapped him harder. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that time Goat slapped the shit out of Kerouac, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) When did that happen? (laughs) That was at C2E2. Yeah. C2E2 2012? 12, yeah. Yeah. Everybody was hanging out. Having fun. If I recall, Kerouac was was grooving on some chicks. He and Goat, you know, an unstoppable force meets an immovable object, and then Goat slaps the shit out of it. (laughs) Good time. I wish I'd seen that. <laughs> Good time. Yeah. And in last place, it's better with Kerouac's beard trimmings. Oh my god! And uh, his, I'm about this his for twenty fucking minutes. <laughs> one <in> seven. <laughs> and it says here, "Hey, you popped your cherry." Two exclamation points on that. Two. Well, three if you count the one after "Hey." hey. Do you count that one? Lee, yes. how many exclamation sure. points should that be? Seven. Right, three. I don't give a fuck. Seven, seven exclamation points on that. All right. Well, that's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Thanks, Mahoney. It was amazing. Hey, anytime. I'll see you later. I'm going to go watch Smart Arrow and see what happens to Kelly. (laughs) All right, let me know. Okay. God damn it. Yeah, my honey was texting me about Flash and Arrow this morning for quite some time because it's really good. You know what's not that good? Uh, that Supergirl show, you guys. Oh, yeah? Uh, oh, man. Did yeah, you? I, Zoe and I watched that like just before I came up here. She liked it, but I'm not a fan. And I can't decide if that just means it's not for me or if it's not very good. Well, I can't decide that's, yet. That's what I... I didn't want to make a decision... That it wasn't good, but you know, when I watched the pilot when it leaked a few months back, I was just like, "It's, it's probably just not for me." But I'm not going to go. You know, I'm probably going to watch more of it because you know she wants to watch it. But I don't know. I feel like it just wasn't very good either. I don't know. I completely I've, forgot to DVR it last night, so I, I think I'm done watching it. I've never <laughs> seen an hour of television where the word "cousin" was used so frequently. Like they said, my cousin. 2700 times <laughs> kind of weird and then and, and like off-putting and distracting 
They did anything they could not to say Superman. Which is fucking weird. But uh, oh, you know what? Oh, oh, yeah. But what is fucking awesome, kids, is uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Yes. <clears throat> Holy I shit! I just saw they they released that shit for free. I did. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm gonna have to get up on that. So they released the first episode online for free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah, it is so much fun. It it hits all the all the notes you wanted to hit. It all looks great. It's funny. The the gore is cra- some questionable CGI. Yes, but, very questionable CGI. At but times. Uh, all the practical stuff looks really good. Like the the tone is perfect. I mean, I fucking loved it. I actually said out loud to no one, "Fuck yeah!" and put my fist in the air when the credits <laughs> roll. <laughs> so goddamn good. You you say it hits all the notes that you want it to, and it totally does. But the best part is, it makes you fucking wait. It it drags yeah. it out. It, it's it's pleasure delaying. So so when those moments hit, you're like, oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not the hugest Evil Dead fan, and uh, I had to shoot the Ash vs. Evil Dead panel at New York Comic Con, and I walked in just after the episode started playing, and I had to you know sit down and watch it. And man, it was the best thing I saw all New York Comic Con weekend. I was I'm so into it. Yeah, it's a lot of damn fun, and and like you know sets up a series quite well. You know, there's plenty to do. There's plenty of places to take it. And I saw that they uh, they renewed that shit for season two before the first episode even aired. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we got a winner here, so that's awesome. Good, good for those guys. But yeah, that was uh came out Halloween night, <clears throat> I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we had another fucking wet, nasty Halloween. I don't think I don't think it hasn't rained once on Halloween since I moved back here. Like every year, it's been just rainy and gross and dirty. I mean, that's but the kids. That's Halloween weather. Fucks. What's that? That's Halloween weather right there. Cloudy, rainy, kind of gross. You know, yeah, like, but like actually raining. <laughs> <laughs> but the kids didn't give half a rat's ass. And Jax's poor little Evo costume got all fucked up and grody because he kept falling on the street. <laughs> so he didn't care at all. Couldn't possibly care. Just fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the run. He he runs like a drunk person, meaning poorly. So the kids actually went trick or treating from door to door, house to house. Yeah, because that just doesn't happen around here anymore. Apparently. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. they they also do a thing at my work where, right. and actually pretty fucking cool this year. They decorate all the sales floors up in different themes or whatever, and they sell this path for the kids. It's it is pretty it's legitimately cool, and then like. Trunker treat has become a big thing up here. Yep. What's that? It's it happens a lot a lot at churches mostly. Right? People go and they kinda essentially kind of tailgate, for lack of a better term, but like with candy for kids. And they dress okay. up they dress up their car yeah. as something usually. I don't know, that seems very assembly liney to me and we did that a couple years ago but it wasn't quite as fun but there are still some neighborhoods around here that legitimately do door-to-door trick-or-treating you know you gotta you know you can't just like when i was a kid you could just park the car you know walk the neighborhood and eventually find your way back to your car but can't we do that anymore because there are you know chunks of how you know chunks where there's just you know no porch lights on you know so you kind of got to drive around you know and when you see a spot throw the kids out and do their thing 
But it was still a good time. It was fun. Tuck and roll if you want that candy, motherfucker. Dude, they came back with so much fucking candy. I can't imagine how Zoe and your cousin Max, I don't know how those kids didn't have just the world's worst belly aches, but they managed to pull it off <laughs> oh. somehow. They ate so much fucking candy, you guys. It's we, gross. We went over to <clears throat> Jose's house because, uh, you know, just to watch some movies and uh, Cher wanted to hand out candy to trick-or-treaters. And this is a pretty uh, a well-populated area with kids in the neighborhood. You know, a, a lot of houses right next to each other. Like, it would be a great trick-or-treating neighborhood. Not a single fucking trick-or-treater the entire night. That's weird. Nope. That's crazy. Yeah, I can't abide that. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I like, gotta eat all that shit now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a punishment. Yeah, that's weird. That's like, so, I mean, we're, we're other... Were other streets on the neighborhood like like other cars uh, houses lit up or I mean as as far as we could tell I mean there wasn't I I didn't see a reason for why there shouldn't have been trick or treaters so I, all my theories are is that kids just don't trick or treat like they used to you know they do the trunk or treat or they go to a mall or or uh, someplace where it's confined and they don't have to go door to door and get uh, you know raped and kidnapped. Uh, see, I don't know, man. What's wrong with our candy? Huh? Huh? I, you I fucking think there's something shit. creepier about taking it from a fucking car in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you're also not you know crossing a busy street or anything like that, and and it's all. I think it's more supervisable than going door to door. Kids need a, a, a touch of fucking danger yes, once in a I while. Agree. <laughs> Christ. And everybody, no, the kids on trick or treat, and everybody gets a fucking trophy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ridiculous. Two quick things for uh, like Japan shit, real quick. I, I got uh, I got in the uh, Sentai Ninja Mecha figures this weekend. Nice. They're so fucking fun, you guys. This is the we I sent the video. We talked about them a couple weeks ago when I fell down the YouTube rabbit hole, and now I have them, and they're so big, and they make all kinds of fucking fun sounds and music and shit. Like when you put the little stars on the heads uh, to make the heads, like it plays their theme music and shit. It's so fucking cool. You could <laughs> trunk or treat with one of those ninjers. You pretty much could. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fucking enormous, and you know. It wasn't a super easy decision to make because you know, like it's their imports are a little, they're more expensive, probably twice as much they would have been like you know if they got released in the U.S. But I'm like, you know, there's no guarantee that it will because there could be other shows that could get adapted and all this stuff. And so they came in, and I'm fucking loving them. And the news comes down that that is in fact the show they're going to adapt next for Netflix in 2017. I'm like, oh, okay, so these toys will come here, but goddamn it, they won't be as cool. But and you never know if they won't use the Zords from another series too. Very true. Yeah. And, and even if they do bring those exact ones over, they won't be as big. They won't be as cool. They won't have all the gimmicks and shit. Like, they just won't be. Like, for as big and crazy as the Samurai Gigazord is, it has shit on, like, the Shinkinger equivalent. That thing is fucking enormous. And, you know, the Bullzord actually looks like a bull. And this thing doesn't look like that at all. Yeah. I regret nothing. It's just amazing. <laughs> I can't tell Nicole that they're coming over or else she'll kill me. But I regret nothing. <laughs> I, I feel good about it. Yeah, they're fucking cool. So expect to write up on those in the next couple of days on the website. And uh, last thing I want to touch on real quick for hashtag Mike's Japan shit is something <laughs> I heard 
at dinner tonight. Um, we went to Crystal, a very fine dining establishment in the local community, and they had the Sirius radio playing, and the, the DJ guy between country songs, because that's where I live, relayed the story of delusion curry for men. What? Allow me to read this here. <clears throat> Called Otaku Namasuro Curry, which translates into Delusion Curry for Men, this instant curry comes with a DVD of swimsuit model Mao Harada pretending to be your girlfriend while you eat dinner with her. <laughs> yes, it's almost like a virtual reality of sorts. The lonely man makes his curry and simply watches the DVD. Mal will eat curry with you and even offer you a bite of hers, putting the spoon right up to the camera so you can open your mouth as she feeds you with her love. Oh, my God. Oh, the supposed mouth-watering DVD comes in three situational chapters. In the first one, Mal plays your younger, your younger girlfriend. The second chapter has Mal playing the risque next-door neighbor type. And in the last chapter, she plays herself presenting to you a very personal home-cooked meal. 200 grams of this delicious curry and a cute virtual dinner companion will set lonely guys back about 1,500 yen or about 13 bucks. Okay, so here's a question. <laughs> so Let's many questions. So many questions. You, you walk in on your son with his face up to the TV as this DVD is feeding him curry. <laughs> Um, um, do um, you no. now he he doesn't notice you he doesn't know that that you're in he's this, so this feels like deep. a kelly's mom riddle <laughs> he's so deep into this so deep. he has he, he's got no clue that you're watching do you hope and moonwalk <laughs> out when I'm masturbating instead yes moonwalk out and hope it works itself out do you sit him down for a talk? <laughs> Do you spank the shit out of him? No. Do not uh, spank. Definitely not. <laughs> no. That's, <laughs> that's, that's why we're in the problem we we're in now. No, 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 no. I'm not against Bring back spanking. I'm not against spanking no, in general. No. But in this context, no, yeah, no. not this context. Yeah. You don't <laughs> spank someone who could be partially sexually aroused. Do you take away his girlfriend? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah. I would probably I'd probably just moonwalk because it's not harming anything. It's just fucking weird. Uh, no. That's so fucking bizarre. I uh put a link in the chat for uh so you can kind of see some pictures of the the model and like some of the content. It's fucking crazy, you guys. We need to do this. This needs to be the next movie we watch. But it might be oh, like <laughs> we all just have curry together and get fed at the same time. Okay, okay. Well, let me put it this way: What's worse, this or a porno? This is at least respectful. This. This, and this and is could, no, this could is worse teach. because <laughs> you expect a porno, and porn is only natural. This is you. Eh, I've seen some porn that's not natural, sir. You're not fucking right. Yeah, but you're not pretending to be on a date with the porn. You know exactly what you're doing. You're watching yeah. two people bang so you can get off. 
But uh, then there's all kinds pretending... of POV porn. All kind of what? POV porn. True. Yeah, but you don't walk around and reenact what he's doing. Okay. You're, you're not you taking don't have his a conversation footsteps. with it. Yeah, but I'm what I'm saying is this is fucking weird. And you're not licking the TV screen when he goes down. Well, don't lick the TV screen. But it, <laughs> if it, she's feeding you fucking curry, you got to, right? It might teach some some social skills. Who knows? No, it, this is the it, opposite this of this is the complete skills. opposite of that. It's like yeah, it's is, like training skills turned on its head. <laughs> it's like training for an actual like dinner date. Oh no! 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 This is <laughs> gets, this is gets the four opposite. minutes into his date, and he's like, "Oh my god, where's the next prompted response?" <laughs> <laughs> rewind! Rewind! I messed up. Ah oh, man, I meant to go for the risk age after I fucked up. <laughs> Wait, where are you going? Uh, so yeah, are you my naughty next-door neighbor? Yeah, this is way worse than porn. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it's not okay. That's no. not okay. But then again, this is the same culture that sells panties in vending machines. So yeah, this is true. way less worse than selling panties in vending machines. I feel or marrying a pillow. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like all these feed each other. <laughs> it's all part of the same cycle of sadness. This is like oh, it's not. You like- want curry? <laughs> you like pillows? It's not like she's getting fucked by a tentacle monster while she's eating curry, so we don't not know yet. that. Not <laughs> yet. We don't we don't know what the uh DLC pack is gonna look like. <laughs> oh, that's true. That is very true. Like this is just getting this is just getting it into the house. Cause I'm looking at these pictures and this definitely looks like a like a, a porn Okay, shelf. okay. Let me put this out there. Yeah, there's definitely room for expansion there. You're right. I I will put this out there. If if you gentlemen were single men, and the opportunity arose, would you fuck a robot? Yeah. (laughs) Well, like what kind of right? Yeah, yeah. How how humanoid is the robot? It's a sex robot. Yeah. How ro- Yeah, but how it robot? could be as ro- as human or as robot so like as you like. A real doll that moves around and sure, shit. Sure, sure. Why not? I mean, what's the difference? As long as Kinda it doesn't have to. freak me out, because real dolls are scary. They really are. Would you <laughs> eat dinner with that robot? No. No. <laughs> it's a- no. You, it's, you don't take the hooker out to lunch, nine. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> Working girls need to eat too, man. <laughs> not on the fuck. Yeah. They don't. With the money I just paid them. That's right. <laughs> Robots <laughs> don't need to eat. I, you guys just made the stance of I would fuck a robot, but I would not eat dinner with a robot. <laughs> not the same robot. That's a goddamn sure. <laughs> that's just weird. <laughs> yeah, one of those is weird. One of those is just fucking natural. <laughs> yeah, robots were created to be bang that's the whole reason why <laughs> they're trying to build a robot is to bang it yeah that's the, the you know that's the only reason anything else is purely you know side you know ancillary the only reason why you can do all kinds of cool shit on your phone is because they wanted to be able to watch porn on your phone now they figured it out same thing with the computer yeah he's he, you're not wrong <laughs> everything's built 
to be able to watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> this big uh, tech technology technology wheel spinning hamster wheel is just a dude watching porn inside, just running his ass off. <laughs> Pretty much. Ah, this is this is a great discussion. This is all going in the show notes. <laughs> well, just as long as we understand, eating yeah. dinner with a robot is fucking weird. I yeah. don't agree, but oh, I respect least, your opinion. At the very, I'm saying bare minimum, you need two robots: one for dinner and one for banging. You can't take the the sex robot out to dinner. Yeah, that's just weird. <laughs> yeah, you got to draw that line. You got to only give them the wrong idea. He's like, yo, this isn't a date. We're just friends. Yeah. <laughs> We're just... See that Model T40 over there? Oh, I'm going to fuck that tonight. <laughs> but you and me, we just having ramen. I think it's really important we, we all know where we stand here. I'm sorry, X3119. <laughs> See, and that's, that's where the end of the world comes in. Because yeah. now eventually... You're going to get a sexually pent up and frustrated robot who everybody just wants to eat with. No one ever <laughs> wants to bang this robot. No, no, it'll happen the other way. Fucking lunch no. dinners and it'll shit happen and make the you exact opposite way. The robot will be mad because it's just used as a sex object and just wants to have a nice dinner with somebody. Programmed to love it. <laughs> and then they take over the world and put us in cages. And then they start banging us. And that's when you know we're fucked. <laughs> when the robots start banging us. Literally and figuratively. When the robot says, oh, that's just my sex human. I don't eat with him. That's fucking weird. <laughs> you know we're in trouble. <laughs> just then. Like, at that point is when you know you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. It, not during any of the lead up, just in that moment when it's about to get you. Because up until that point, you can turn it around. This got out there's of still, hand. There's still hope for humanity. While, while we're on the topic of Lex Japan shit, <laughs> while we're on the topic of robots just destroying the world, fucking everybody, I'd like to introduce everyone to Action Funasi. So this past week, We'd gotten a new shipment of Gundams in at Orc. And my manager ordered a model of something called Action Funasi. Because they didn't know what it was. And it looked stupid, so why not order it? Action Funasi kind of looks like a minion kind of guy. And it turns out that he is just like a mascot kind of character that some dudes started dressing up as in his hometown. And just started showing up at stuff. It, like, he kind of made himself into the mascot of his own hometown. What's it called? Action Funasi. And this led us to find the video I'm linking in the chat right now of him on some kind of Japanese prank show. Oh, where he God. Co- where he could have died multiple times. <laughs> Funasi yeah, explosion prank. Is this the one they where they jerk him off while they're singing karaoke? <laughs> No, they just tried to kill him pretty much. Oh, it looks, he looks like a yokai watch. <laughs> yeah, kind of. So this guy made the suit, and then this guy got made into a model? Yeah, yeah, you can buy, like, a Gundam model of him pretty much. Well, good yeah, for like that he, guy, but holy shit. 
Yeah, he became like really successful at just being like a weird mascot guy. It's it's the one that's running away. Is yeah. the action? He doesn't. It doesn't look like there would be many parts to a model of an action Funasi. That oh action Funasi is hauling fucking ass. That's for sure. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh shit, run! <laughs> oh my god. Now imagine doing that here in America. And just how many people would be sued? Oh, now Action <laughs> Funasi is taking a shit. Oh, I'm oh, I'm dead. I'm dead now. Hey, good on him for not falling. Because so many right. times he looked like he was just going to splat right on his face. Yeah, and then all of that foam rubber would have melted to him. Yep. Or her. Okay. Let me see if I can find a picture. Would of you guys middle. eat dinner with Action Funasi through a computer? Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> See, now, and it would be even more different if it was like Skype, where you guys were actually, like, communicating. But this is a record. Oh, nothing wrong with a Skype dinner date. Not a damn. Like, if, if the disc skipped and she just kept force-feeding you, <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> Uh, we should get a hold of uh, uh, Tammy Lynn Sitch and have <laughs> Kelly go on a Skype dinner date with her. <laughs> I've been saying we should just let her do her business in the background of an episode of the show. Oh get her on God. Skype. And... Do her business. I'm putting in the Dressed chat a uh, picture of the model. Like she's shitting in the yard. <laughs> God damn it. So yeah, that's that's all I have. I'm I heard that today, and I knew goddamn well what we were talking about on the show tonight. So oh my god, you just posted a picture of Okada like flinging up action Funasi around, doing a damn airplane spin. Yep. <laughs> I need to figure out when. And that you heard a commercial for this, world. Lee. Let me recap. You heard a commercial for this uh, eating dinner DVD with a Japanese woman over the Sirius Radio at a Crystals in. Shelbyville, Tennessee? Yes, on the country station. On the country station, okay. I just wanted to be clear. I just wanted to recap commercial, that. Commercial, as much as it was like, you know, the DJ going, here's something funny I saw today. Doing what oh, we okay. just did, but you know, talking about fucking oh, okay. a lot less. Gotcha. He did it about, he went through that shit about 30 seconds, and I'm like, no, 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 no. This requires further discussion. <laughs> yeah. This is not something you here's... gloss over in between fucking Rascal Flat songs, all right? This is not all right. No. This is an episode. Yeah, we can do a whole show on this. <laughs> we almost did. <laughs> about. Let's, real quick, what, you got anything else, Kelly? Besides uh, no. amazing no, action for Nazi? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, what you got, Nice? Uh, the two movies that we watched at Jose's house for Halloween, we watched Teeth for the first time. Nice. Which you guys, uh, I, I know, Lee, that you had recommended it recommended it for a long time but boy oh boy was that great yeah like, it's a good it, time it's a fucking slow burn yeah and just like ash versus evil dead you're expecting these moments to happen and they they delay it and but finally when those moments hit i was i was cheering and i was clapping it was uh really fun the little faces she makes whenever she kind of just little bite down she's great yeah she's awesome and uh, then we watched From Dusk Till Dawn, and neither of the ladies had ever seen it. 
and uh, they had no idea about the the twist, so that was oh, cool. Man. They didn't. Cher didn't even know George Clooney was in it. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's fucking George Clooney. I was like, oh, just wait. Just yeah, that wait. shit holds up too. Oh, I love that movie. Have you watched the the show? No, but uh, I saw a little bit of it at New York Comic Con. They had a panel, and um, apparently, there Wilmer Valderrama's on it, and they're all right. Delving further into apparently the vampire cult is based on like a snake cult, and they're making the vampires much. They're giving them much more snake-like, venomous teeth instead of just vampire fangs. So that's interesting because if you you remember, uh, Satanica kind of turns into a snake head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they are exploring that a little bit more, but it looks kind of cool. Huh. Right on. I wish I had El Rey. I bet I would watch a lot of it, shows on El Rey. It's an awesome um, channel. El Rey just showed a commercial that they're playing Constantine now. So are they going to maybe pick it up, or are they just they don't have enough episodes for it to be in syndication, right? No, thirteen episodes of that show. Yeah, they're just playing that. I mean, they're just playing the run. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I heard uh, Robert Rodriguez on the Nerdist talking about you know the network, or whatever. And he said that you know. The way that they program the network is, you know, he just puts a call out and says, hey, anybody can come pitch me, and if it sounds cool, we'll do it. And if like, and he's like, if I have a fun idea for something I want to do, like, we're going to do that. Like, you got to program, you know, every day, 25 hours a day. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have a wrestling show. <laughs> so that's where Luke <laughs> Underground came from. That's great. Yeah, it's very, like, indie film on TV. It's very cool. And, uh... Yesterday, we got confirmation on our tickets to India. We will be leaving on December 1st and returning on December 22nd. Jesus. We will be gone for three weeks. Wow. Until November. Half the world away. Yeah. Which, it sucks to be gone for three weeks, especially during the holidays. But then again, uh, I was getting a little bit of the shits when driving over to Jose's house for Halloween. And I was hearing... Christmas music on the radio on commercials Ooh. and I'm like okay yeah I'm not I'm not ready for this I'm not ready for two straight months of Christmas so I'm gonna have to <laughs> make my way through November but then again who knows what kind of Christmas they have in India right it might be just you get off the plane and they're just saying as far as <laughs> the eye can see who well, knows? You know this? In India, every man dresses up as Santa for the entire month of December. <laughs> oh, Christ. What's up, Jose? Uh, what do we do? Been catching up on some Gotham, folks. And the more... The, well, I think we're on episode 18 right now. Wow. The more... We, it's it's not bad, man. Yeah, no. Once they kind of decide they're gonna just go for it, it gets a lot. Yeah. More, it gets a lot better. And I really dig the uh, uh, this past two arcs is where they start throwing out all these characters that could be the Joker. Uh, you know, everyone's got a laugh. They they brought out the Red Hood shtick, which was pretty cool. You know, everyone was wearing the Red Hood, so. They kept bouncing from guy to guy, and they did this whole two-episode uh, origin of Scarecrow, 
which was pretty fucking cool. Oh, I forgot about that. And pretty much the the first fear you see the the first uh, uh, trial run of the fear toxin. His his you know his dad created the whole thing. It was pretty. It, I like that show. It's pretty cool. It, it's there's still some moments that are dumb. There's still some stupid things, but it's it's starting to, like Lee said, it just goes for it. It says, you know what, this is what we're going to do, and fuck it, this is what we're doing, and they're doing it pretty good. Yeah, I feel I like at some it. point they they you know they they're on board and they they know it's kind of dumb. Yeah, and they're just fucking having fun with it. And um, like I wasn't expecting Jada Pickett's character to last this long. Because with her not being, you know, a character, you pretty much figure she's in there just to be a guy that Penguin steps on to get to the top. But she's starting to kind of turn into uh, old John Bernthal, where, you know, Shane lasted longer than the first season, and you didn't want to see him go. She's yeah, she's a little hard ass. They do some weird shit with fish towards the end, though. Oh, yeah, I, I still have no doubt she's probably going to eat it, but... They, yeah, they're, but it's kind of cool. I'm like, all right, cool. I can handle you being around a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, it's a good ride. It's definitely a fun ride. Fish. Yeah, Jeffrey Combs shows up at some point. You're like, oh, shit, look at that. Reanimator is old as fuck, you guys. Yeah, he, he was uh, Scarecrow's dad, right? Uh, No, he's this uh, crazy science oh, no. doctor guy you'll meet later on. Warlock. Was Scarecrow's dad? Yes, uh, Julian Sands. Yeah, I love Warlock. Good stuff. I dig it. So we got uh, a little bit of mail, I do believe. Yeah, look at us. Look at that shit. Look at all this fan mail. Uh, voicemails. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can pick up the phone and call six one six nine five one. One pop, we'll play that shit on the air just like we're about to do right now. Hey, Popcast, it's Matt. Um, I just wanted to say, I wanted to, well, let me prep it. Damn it! I didn't even do anything. Hey, Popcast, <laughs> it's Matt. Um, I just wanted to say, I wanted to, well, let me prep it. I'm going to talk uh, Walking Dead here, so uh, if anybody still hasn't seen last week's episode, well, fucking see it, because. I shouldn't have to hold my tongue for weeks and weeks after something just because it's too late to watch a show. Um, but I'll anyway. be back. What? You've been spoiled, Jose. Where are you going? We, huh? You? I thought you've been spoiled already. Doesn't mean I want to hear every detail about it. Oh, fuck I off. I still haven't seen it. A lot of people online are saying that the... Um, that if you read the comics, and, and I have the second compendium, but I haven't read all the way through it yet. Um, they say if you read the comics, you know how how uh, Glenn stays alive. Um, now, I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine if that happens in the comics of whatever, that's the story, okay? But from my perspective, it doesn't even matter. Like, from what they did on the show, he cannot live. If they make him live, it's cheesier than killing him for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Because the circumstances that he fell in, listen, there's nobody within miles of him. Nobody on his in his crew that's within miles of him. Even in the best circumstance, somebody's at least 
a mile away. They're not, they, they, there's nobody that could get back in time to help him out. And even if they did, what would they do? It, let, let's say the, 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 the circumstances favoring him are at their best. Let's say that the other guy is the one that we're seeing getting eaten in the, uh, in the cutaway. Uh, and let's say that there's somebody actually within 300 yards. Uh, let's say Michonne in, in that group. So Michonne and, and the other token black guy uh, come back, <laughs> and they're going to... What the fuck, Google Voice? Uh, let's say Michonne in, in that group. So Michonne and, and the other token black guy uh, come back, and they're going to they're gonna save him. Now, first of all, bullshit, because whatever. But second of all, <laughs> okay, there were <laughs> ten, literally, literally, like, somewhere, but there were thousands of zombies. There were somewhere between three and 5,000 zombies in that shot. Nobody is going to be able to fight through that to get them. If they did something to distract all of them, it still wouldn't distract the ones that are eating. And within a matter of seconds, even if that other dude's body fell on top of them, they would eat through that other dude and into Glenn yeah. before anybody yeah. could get to him. It's just, it's, it's not happening the way they set that scene up. Second of all, if there was a stranger that just happened to be there that they, they, they would premise on saving him, who would do that? Who in that apocalyptic world would save a stranger for no... Like, that, that person, Glenn could actually be holding the cure in his hand with a sign that says, I have the cure, and if I die, nobody else is going to ever have it. And, the, and, and nobody would still save him because nobody could afford to jump into 5,000 zombies to try and save some stranger. It's just not fucking happening. <laughs> okay, he continues. So I basically told the dude that I was arguing with on Facebook that my, the, only, the only solution to letting Glenn live that I will accept is that he fell on a manhole cover covered with wood and the weight of everything pressing down on him pushes him through and, and so he escapes that way. I'm okay with that. I would actually believe that better than anything else that they could do. Like, like even even a helicopter yeah. that happens to fly overhead with a harpoon fast tether line dropping. <laughs> Come on, Google Voice. Harpoon fast tether line dropping down to him and picking him up and like it just wouldn't. That even wouldn't work. There's too many dummies. He would get bitten if that was the circumstance. It's just not happening. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention really quick. It's the whole thing that they're obviously angling so that Rick's going to have to cut off his hand because he, he's cut and, and they're, you know, that's obviously what they're shooting for. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk um, about that, right. My question is, obviously, in the comics, the governor did that, um, and, and I haven't read so far yet to where that has become a significant circumstance. Like, basically, he is going on with life as if, he's, as if nothing ever happened, uh, as far as I've read. Is there something that happens in the comic book that centers around his lack of a hand that uh, means that they have to do that in the TV show in order to get those get access to those storylines? Or why are they bothering to do that? It seems stupid. They've already done the amputation scene, so like, why why cut him off or why cut it off? It just it seems like a waste. Um, and one other thing, if assuming Glenn, if Glenn is really dead, okay. That is the that is the waste. Like it would have made more sense to get rid of Rick. Like I I could see that show going on ten more seasons if Rick died tomorrow. 
But without Glenn, like, he's he's just he's such a key and more important and more interesting character than Rick in every way. I just I don't see why you would sacrifice him over uh, over anybody. Who who could you not kill that would would make a better would make more sense and make it still keep the show more interesting? Maggie, she can go. Uh, fucking Gabriel, who gives a fuck? You know, like who else? Who's less expendable than Glenn? He makes some good points. Hold on, Daryl, and only because he's a fan favorite, not because they couldn't get on without him. Daryl, I don't know. It's just anyway. Talk to you guys soon. Love you. He makes Love some you. great points, uh, despite Google Voice uh, being a prick. Uh, I think, like I, I haven't read the past three or four trades of Walking Dead, but I don't think Rick's hand in the books ever really comes into play, other than the fact that it handicaps him. Yeah, it comes up from time to time, just kind of in passing, but it's not like there's some, you know, pivotal story that can't be there. If it doesn't get, in fact, I think at some point he fucking throws a sweet ass hook hand on there. Right, and and Kirkman has said that he wishes he never had cut off. Oh Rick's yeah, that's hand. right. He felt it shackled him if anything else. So I mean, I, I think the only reason that they would do it on the show is to humble Rick, maybe to to kind of break him again a little bit. See, goddamn it! If this leads, you want to cut Rick's hand off? That's fine. But if this leads to him fucking moping around for nine episodes again, <laughs> I'm out. Be hiding under beds again and shit. Um, I still haven't. You know, I watched the death scene from episode three. I still haven't watched episode one or two or all of three. But I did watch a lot of this week's episode, the the Morgan episode, which I really liked. I thought it was great, but. If I had been watching from the beginning of this season, I would have been so pissed off because that's fucking Walking Dead M.O. right there is to have a story going, have the action going, have something crazy happen like somebody dies and then go on a fucking flashback episode, a slow plotting flashback episode. Yeah. And it wasn't like it was an oversized episode, too, right? Yes. uh, 90 minutes. Yeah. That's fucking that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, we did the thing like, oh shit, we gotta watch Walking Dead. We don't get spoiled, and then you know, I happened to catch something on Twitter. You know, I kind of inferred that it was, you know, a Morgan flashback episode. I'm like, oh well, I don't have to watch this right now. And yeah. also, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm like, you know, that's you're right. That is the that is their mo completely. You fucking set all this up, and then yeah, okay, and uh, here's that story you were. Kind of curious about, I guess. Here you go. <laughs> Let's just shoehorn this right in there. And for all intents and purposes, I really enjoyed the story. And oh, I'm sure it's fine, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's one of Walking Dead's biggest problems, and they'll probably drag it out another two episodes where they won't get back to the the meat of the story. I'm sure. That's Walking just how they do. Dead. Uh, Nero makes some solid points. Uh, I, I think if he's not dead, it's stupid. If he is dead, it's stupid. So yeah. one way or the other, it's stupid. Uh, uh, one of my parents brought up the concept of maybe it was a contract thing, and who knows? Because you know they did kill off a bunch of people in those first couple of seasons after Darabont left. You know, people that were pissed 
pissed about Darabont getting edged yeah, out. Yeah, like so. you know, in the uh, some of the fucking Glenn Truther threads I've seen, uh, <laughs> say that uh, Stephen Young upped his contract for like three or four years or something. What? Like recently, you know, and like there's pictures of him on set with you know the guy that's playing Jesus, you know, coming up down the line. So I mean, at this point. I'm pretty well confident he's not dead. Huh. But, like, I, I saw some of the shots, too, but, like, I never put together the, you know, when they were, like, you know, weeks and weeks, it was go like, hey, is this Walking Dead introducing Jesus? I'm like, yeah, I think it looks like Jesus. And there's, you know, Glenn in the background. And so he's he's not dead. But it's still, it's kind of bullshitty because that's never been Walking Dead's M.O. No. Like, they've never done the fake-out death before, and that's kind of a bitch move. It It, it takes... If you know, it takes away the impact from like a narrative storytelling perspective. If it, if you know, oh sorry, just when we kidding, got you. That sucks. I don't appreciate. It. But I don't want them to be gone. It's very conflicting, as is my general uh, Walking Dead Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's uh take us a break. If you would like to call in with your Walking Dead theories or any fucking thing else, be like Matt. Matt's good people. 616-951-1POP. Or you can email us, popcast at panelsonpages.com. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back. Got some news this week. And, uh, I mean, not a lot on the comic front. That should go pretty quickly. Yeah, we'll power through it. Yeah, not There's much, not much going on in the comics. comics. After weeks and weeks of just fucking madness, there was very little came out last week. Yeah. So yeah, uh, enjoy this. Back in a minute. Love you. Bye. Break!
Ripped Apparel is your one-stop shop for limited edition t-shirts featuring all the crap that you already like anyway. Every day you're going to see three new limited edition designs available only for 24 hours. That's just a single day. After that, they're gone forever. And uh, best yet, if you want to check them out, buy a little something something, they're going to throw a little kickback to us, your folks, your friends here at the podcast. So go to panelsonpages.com, click that banner at the top of the page, or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpages.com, or you can just update your bookmark, check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped, that's R-I-P-T dot panelsonpages.com. T-shirts start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on, help us keep the podcast going, help us keep the side, side up, and get you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. Cool swag, cool shirts, good people, good deals from your favorite podcast so check it out rip.panelsonpages.com 24 hour limited edition t-shirts that are pretty damn awesome check it out and uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast right on I I will definitely encourage encourage you to go to rip.panelsonpages.com and buy yourself a t-shirt they'll throw us a couple bones that's great I will not encourage you to do is give us money just so you can keep reading the shit we're doing for free for the past six years. <laughs> just cause. <laughs> it's kind of a dick move. <laughs> I wish yeah. Ripped offered gift certificates. Because I would totally Ooh, ask... That'd be cool. Like, if someone wanted to know what I wanted for Christmas, like a family member or something, I would say, get me, like, a $30 gift card to Ripped. That I could just have whenever Keep it in the sh- pocket. Yeah. Whenever a shirt comes up that I want, and I just be like, whip it out. New shirt. Thanks. Relative. Fucking put that in the suggestion box. Right <laughs> on. Let's uh let's get to the news, man. We'll do it live. Okay. The news. Do it live! I can I'll write it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> write that shit. Bye. This is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for November 3rd, 2015. Fucking thing sucks! For once, Bleeding Cool was at the center of a comics industry scandal instead of (laughs) simply reporting on it. As accusations of a conflict of interest flew at former editor-in-chief Hannah Means Shannon... After she was actively campaigning for a job at Dark Horse while publishing puff pieces on the publisher before, during, and after the Scott Alley harassment allegations came to light. Personally, I'd be an Ed Kramer apologist if it meant I didn't have to work with Rich Johnston anymore. (laughs) (laughs) AMC AMC debuted the first trailer for their live-action adaptation of Preacher during this week's episode of The Walking Dead, and if it's anything like its predecessor, it'll start off with three action-packed episodes followed by three filler episodes. You bite your whore tongue. Uh, Iron Fist may no longer be getting a series at Netflix. Instead, rumors persist that Danny Rand will be receiving a Netflix original movie. Just be sure when you're using the Netflix search function, you don't confuse Iron Fist with the man with the iron fists, Ooh. because you will be Ooh. terribly disappointed and confused as to why Drax is made of gold. <laughs> Nicole Kidman is rumored to, to join the Wonder Woman movie 
as a high-ranking Amazonian warrior and not as her usual typecasting as Naomi Watts' mom. (laughs) The Power Rangers movie reboot has its cast, and some are confused as to why an Asian guy is playing the Black Ranger and a brown chick is playing the Yellow Ranger. But never fear, because the Blue Ranger is still a homo. And finally, rumor has it that Disney will be retiring Slave Leia from all future Star Wars merchandise and marketing, so those who complained that they could only find the scantily clad Captive Leia on shelves should be happy that they won't find any Leia merchandise from here on out. (laughs) Hey, why stop there? Why not just special edition Return of the Jedi again and put Slave Leia in a CGI Pikachu onesie? And that is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for November 3rd, 2015. Infotainment. Yeah. Thank you very much. First up. Good stuff this week. Good stuff. <laughs> Look who's back. <laughs> so, uh, I believe last week or week before, uh, Bleeding Cool editor-in-chief Hannah Mean Shannon left Bleeding Cool. And, you know, big uh, fanfare. From Rich and Bleeding Cool, we're going to miss her. Good luck on our future endeavors and all that. And then this week we find out that she has been hired by Dark Horse as... um, What is going to be her title at Dark Horse? Let's see. The Dark Horse? She's she's been hired at Dark Horse, anyhow. Right. And uh, so people are kind Uh, of... Associate editor, I believe it was. Associate editor. People are looking at this whole thing... With a side eye, because, you know, as a quote-unquote journalist, you know, she's supposed to be, you know... Objective? Objective is the word I was looking for. And you can't really do that when, in August, you already have a resume in at Dark Horse Comics. And you're doing interviews with uh, Scott Alley, who you know, recently had to apologize for biting people at Comic-Con. Biting the clown. And licking faces. And, you know, as a... Grabbing dicks. As editor-in-chief of Bleeding Cool, you kind of can't, you know, dismiss those allegations just because you're trying to get a job with Dark Horse. So, that's fucked up. And And the thing that, that Rich kept saying over and over again was, well, yeah, but that interview was in the can for a month. Like, okay... So you run it the day after the shitstorm out allegations hits. Like that, yeah. that's even if that's cool, you just don't publish that interview. <laughs> nope. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe table that one. Maybe put Forever. it in the old recycling bin on the desktop. Yeah, just, just drag it down into the right. <laughs> and it just the the whole thing, and and there's some shit about a Rich Johnston leaked a bunch of. Emails from a private email server, yeah. Yeah. you know, that because they were talking about him like, and knowingly, and and it's just it speaks to the entire comics quote unquote journalism interest uh, industry where all these people are trying to get jobs with the the big companies, right. so no oh, one yeah. can be objective, and if you are objective, you're not going to get a job because that's nope. just how it works. It's it's a "Quote unquote boys club," even though you know, Anamine Shannon is a female, but she, she's obviously one of the boys. 
because right. she yeah, yeah. she looked looked out for Dark Horse's best interests and got a job out of it uh, after being editor in chief of fucking Bleeding Cool, and not to mention that Bleeding Cool is sponsored, if not owned, by Avatar Press. I believe they own. Yeah. Them. So yeah, you're you're owned by a comic book company. And you report on how is that not going to sway your opinion one way or another? And Rich has just been going off on Twitter trying to defend himself to anyone that uses the words bleeding cool, BC, tweets about Hanamine Shannon. He's just, I'm so glad my tweets are protected at this point because I can talk yep. shit about Rich Johnston and he has no That's idea. That's one of the reasons my tweets are private. <laughs> <laughs> Because See, nothing... I like tweeting. Like I like mentioning by full name, so I know he sees it. Oh, you that's know pretty... he does because yeah, we oh, that, that's what a makes it years so ago, good. And I was like, you know what? No, just private. I guess yeah, could have just blocked him. But... Yeah, he used to regularly uh, tweet at us whenever we would talk shit about bleeding cool, yeah. and like that's cool and all, but I don't really want to talk to you. I just want to talk shit about you. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I've called him a garbage monster a couple times just because I know he would see it, <laughs> and. But People... like to your point about that that the the email thing, like, and it says at the top, he he's not even being like coy about it. At the top of the fucking post, it says, "So this is posted to a private Google group uh, before it being forwarded to me. So I'm going to publish it." But hey, took the emails off. It's like, I think that's illegal. I could be wrong, but I feel like you know, publishing private correspondence that's not yours is like not okay. It's like tampering with mail or some shit. At the very least, like that shit is not for you. It's a private thing. Yeah, so, but, but you know, he didn't break in to steal it. Obviously, someone in that email server, you know, gave him that information. So I'm just saying, Edward Snowden still can't even come back to the U.S. Hey, uh, fucking Rich Johnson is the Edward Snowden of the comics industry. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Edward Snowden. Not so much. I love that reaction. Somewhere, Rich Johnson just got a boner because he heard someone <laughs> say something maybe nice about him. I said it purely for that reaction, so thank you guys. But then, as a kind of as a result of that, um, Heidi McDonald posted this very lengthy uh, piece today that. Was good, not gonna lie. Skimmed towards the end because <laughs> it was it was pretty fucking long, um, but it was very good and also kind of speaks to like yeah this is, you know, <laughs> right about twenty five percent of what I used to <laughs> because you know it's not about doing you know not about doing good stuff you know what I mean like it's not about doing the best it's about you know kind of. Being a company person and towing the line and shit like that. I don't really have a uh, good care for that. I don't really have a stomach for that. And it's kind of a bummer to think, because a lot of the response has been, well, you know, you can't make money in comics journalism. That's why everybody's trying to get money at one of the companies. Yeah. And it just makes me think, like, like as editor-in-chief of Bleeding Cool, you're not making money? Heidi McDonald, you know, the beat has been going on for 10, 15 years. You're not making money off of that? Like, 
I know we don't make money. <laughs> I feel like the editorial staff makes money, but they farm out contributions and they pay shit. Like, that's, you know, it's all either by page rate or by clicks, something like that. Like, it's a very, it is tough to, like, actually sustain a living. If you want to sustain a living, you got to write for, like, nine different places. Like, yeah. And that's not just comedy. That's writing in general. I have friends that are professional fucking writers, like, freelance writers. And, you know, my friend Jen writes all the time. You know, for everyone, and that's you know, and she's making a living, but you know, she's not fucking balling. You know, like it's it's not easy work, but that's the thing too. You need to not look at it through this prism of comics journalism. It's freelance writing, like it's creative work. Like creative work is hard to sustain yourself at. Like if if you know, it's it's not easy to make a living as a graphic designer. Or a cop like it's it's tough like so that argument doesn't really hold fucking water with me. It's that's the 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 game you signed up for you know like no one does this shit to be no one no one writes for the internet thinking they're gonna get rich, and if you do you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> that's just not how this shit works. But at the same time, you know, I don't know, but you. It, You've noticed in the past few years, like, used to be, like, Newsarama was a go-to source for, like, you know, legitimate, like, opinion pieces and, you know, actual journalism, things like that. And they don't do that shit anymore. Like, no. Comics Alliance does a little bit. They'll, like, you know, throw some Mahoney-style graphs at you once in a while. But they're not going to ruffle any feathers or rock a boat, you know. And, you know, Rich Johnson will, but he's an asshole. <laughs> and people in the industry still talk to him and still give him access, which is one of the biggest riddles of the entire comics industry. But he also like actively goes out like, you know, they talk about it in this, one of these articles too. And it's something that was brought to my attention a couple years ago. The, the idea of the little bleeders is a thing like, you know, he actively solicits people to send him shit, you Mm -hmm. know? And (sighs) that counts, you know, like, Bums me out. It's I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> when we started doing this shit, we did things a little bit different way. We want to do things our way, and you know, and I think we we managed to do that. And I stand by those decisions. But you know, but we knew from day one we weren't going to get rich off this shit. It's right. just fun. It's just fun. And you know, you should don't quit your job, folks, and start a comic book blog. <laughs> <laughs> fucking well, dumb. especially in 2015, you know, in 2009, the the market wasn't as saturated as it is right. now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember like, when we started doing this shit. I had to explain to somebody what a podcast was every time I talked about yeah. it. <laughs> when when I you know first brought it up to Jose, and and well, it, I think it was like right when Wizard died, and Jose was like, well, like. Wizard was like the big name, right? Like the the big name of of comics on the internet. Like, so who's the other the next big site? And I was kind of thinking to myself, I was like, I guess we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, had a fucking good run there for a while. Yeah, but but it just goes to show that it there were far less uh, mouths to feed back then, and right. still it was it was tough to feed a mouth. Yeah, but there were quite literally less mouths to feed back then. Yeah. So now, uh, uh, population those those uh, 
how many people do we have in the chat right now? Um, besides that are on this call, four. The four of you listening live, uh, you know, we're going to start up a Patreon. We're going to need $2,000 a month to keep the podcast going. <laughs> because and, I don't want to get a real job. And, and we're only going to be doing articles three times a week. But that $2,000 will go a long way to helping out. Huge yeah, we can, way. We can cut the ad revenue out of it. You know, we don't have to troll for ads anymore. And, you know, it's a drop in the bucket. So, like, but we just really need to pass the expense onto you, right. the reader. Right. You know, because, you know, we've been doing this for what, six years now? You guys have gotten a lot of free content. So it's and time I still to, have to go to work in the morning. It's time to fucking cough <laughs> it up, you guys. So the four of you in the chat right now. So uh, let's see, 2000 a month. That's going to be 500 from each of you <laughs> monthly, and we're going to need that in uh, a cashier's check, please, because... Yeah. <laughs> Boolean. We'll also accept Boolean. Ooh, no like Bitcoins, that. you fucking nerds. <laughs> I have a podcast I stopped listening to because of how often they would bring up their Patreon. I did the same thing. I listened to uh, Rob Paulson's podcast for a long time. And he did an episode, and like, and it cut off like after forty-five minutes. And he said, "Okay, yeah, uh, the back half of the episode is only for Patreon subscribers." So, I'm like, all right, so I'm done listening to your podcast. That's the, a dick yep. move. The only yep. content provider that I consume that uses Patreon is Botchamania, and it's just that they release. He releases the episodes early to Patreon subscribers. Right. If you don't subscribe to Patreon, you got to wait three days. Okay, I'll wait the three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind that. And like, and if you tell me that there are certain episodes that only those people get to see, I'm down with that too. Yeah, that's you know, fine. Like, like a premium thing is fine, but don't like actively shortchange everyone else. That's a dick move. Like if you say, hey, I got all these episodes here that you can listen to if you're you know, a premium subscriber, I have zero beef with that. That's Fine, you know, yeah. totally fine. But to take the entire existing model and say, like, no, 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 now we're gonna do it this way, or if you don't, you get half of it. That that's kind of shitty. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like yeah. that very much. But yeah, premium is fine, but don't you know, break your fucking mold with it. I don't, I don't like it. Moral of the story is fuck Rinch Johnston. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And Ab- bleeding cool. And, and all of his Forever. friends. Forever. <laughs> and. That the only controversy that's happened in comics in the last six years that Bleeding Cool didn't report on was this. <laughs> yeah, he reported on him leaking the emails. He reported on Hannah meeting Shannon getting the Dark Horse job, but he, he reported just... on fucking John Romita and Mark Bally getting into a verbal slap fight. He <laughs> made, but not Scott Alley grabbing dicks and licking people. Well. Nope. Uh, no article Grabbing about dicks and licking ass. <laughs> no article about the conflict of interest between Hannah and Shannon and Dark Horse either. That he too. Published yeah. an article featuring nothing but full bird cap. <laughs> Sent to him by Mahoney on Twitter. He made an article out of that. <laughs> but no. Uh, moving on to much happier news. Lee, what did you think of the preacher trailer? It's good, man. It's good. It's real good. Good. I'm glad. Are you glad. happy with the guy? You know, I am. Like, I was unsure, but the only thing I'd ever seen him in 
was as Howard Stark. I, I didn't know. Then like, and it wasn't. I don't think he was in the Jesse Custer costume, but I saw a picture of him with like you know, gel in his hair and like a fucking scraggly beard and shit. I'm like, oh shit, he could he could be the guy, and he's kind of the guy, man. Like I, I'm I'm into it. Uh, I think I, I they didn't give you much no <laughs> it didn't seem super preachery to me no, yeah like, it look, it's got a good tone about it but like yeah aside from him fighting in the bar like some bits of cassidy like you know i kind of would like to have seen him use the word on somebody right in that you know like yeah it looks what, great exactly it looks great but i didn't recognize anything from the comics really besides no. i know i know that's cassidy was was there a part in the comics where cassidy was a fucking flight attendant no <laughs> no there was not there he kind of looked like penguin in in his kind of uh, yeah. attendant and like outfit. and you know and, and I, I hate to nitpick it because I, I just I wanted to be good so bad but the, even the part the, the the meat of the trailer is this kid you know kind of telling me I want you to hurt my daddy or whatever because you know I heard you to do things but they shouldn't know that about him like that's kind of the whole point is that you know he was placed there to be this preacher like you know had to fucking compromise everything about who he was to go back and do this, you know, and only got out because, you know, he, you know, had a fucking mental breakdown and Genesis found him. Like, so I, I don't know that I love the the notion of, like, you know, rumors about him being around because they, they kind of shouldn't be. And again, I don't want to shit on it before it comes out, but. Well, well unless. That's kind of a big that, variation. Could that be a just for the trailer kind of piece? I, I think it might be something along the lines of. Uh, first of all, I think maybe the show is going to have kind of like an, in- an Incredible Hulk feel, where he kind of goes town to town. Uh, like I think Juan suggested it, where it might be like a adventure of the week. You go to a town, and he uses his preachery powers to solve something or or deal with a problem or something like that. So I don't maybe, see that. May- <laughs> well, but but still, <laughs> yeah, but that's have- not what fucking preacher is. But don't do that. that. But still have the preacher story on the on the background. You still hit those story notes as they go along. I mean, it's it. They've got to. Dr- the fact that we didn't recognize anything in the trailer suggests that it's going to be wildly different. Yeah, but I true. think maybe the bit from the trailer where he's talking to the kid, maybe it's a it's a case of he comes into town, he fucks somebody up and and hurts them bad, and and then word gets around, and the kid's like, "Hey, help a brother out." Okay, I can get down with that. There, there, there's there's possibilities there for sure. I think they're probably looking at it less like. Breaking Bad, where it's going to be a finite story, and looking at it more like a Walking Dead, where they could, if it's good, they could do this for ten plus seasons. See, and that that kind of bums me out a little bit because I feel like Preacher is a finite story. Yeah, like Walking Dead, even the comics, even you can run that forever. But I feel like Preacher, from the very beginning, had an end. You know what I mean? Like that story not meant to run forever. Tell tell the story that is the fucking story. Yeah, from the very beginning, like you know, it has an end point. You know, it's it's in, you know, for as kind of you know culty and and historic as it is, that that shit run for what sixty six issues, I think. So it wasn't a massively long run. 
it did a lot of stuff, you know, like and then you know, and the you can definitely do stuff like Salvation, you know, where there was an entire arc where they they sort of cut away from the the quest and fucking you know, Jesse was sheriff of a small town for a while and that shit was awesome. Like and you can do those kind of things because there is precedent for that in the books. I don't know. I, I feel like that the meat still needs to be fucking Jesse's hero quest. Yes, agreed. Yeah. But it looked really good, and I watched it a couple times. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Watched it if a few it times. wasn't, I think if it wasn't called Preacher, I would be super hyped for it because it looks pretty cool. But because it's called Preacher, I was a little let down because it didn't seem entirely like Preacher. Like you kind of wanted to see. Angels and something. demons fucking in the trailer. Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's maybe that's the whole thing is that there's nothing in this trailer that hints at anything supernatural, and no. the supernatural is a huge part of that story. And it is the first trailer, so they're they're giving us a, it, it's they still don't even have an air date. They say 2016, so they're just giving us a little taste. I did think it was funny that in the trailer. They refer to it as the cult comic book, where I remember it being the one of the best-selling comics every month when it was coming out. True. That's not yeah. really a cult comic book, guys. Let's let's not get loose with the. But you know, here. I think the fact that people are still talking about it ten years after it wrapped might make it a cult comic book. Yeah. Well, people are still talking about Star Wars, you know, thirty-five years after it came out, but it's not Touché. a fucking cult movie. <laughs> you know, well, you guys heard of that film. cult movie, uh, Star Wars? <laughs> Probably never heard of it. It's pretty obscure. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very excited. I don't, I like, don't want it to be good. Like, like I need it to be good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think physically, I need it to be good. Oh man, <laughs> need it were to be you, good. Are you? You're more invested in Preacher than you were Daredevil, because they already fucked up Daredevil once. See, I like that movie. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but they, they, as a whole, they fucked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a fun movie, but yeah, it's, it's not, you know, great. <laughs> it's a fun movie. And in the eyes of the public, they fucked it up. Sure, they sure. Never yeah. made a sequel, and then, right. you know, ten years later, they made a Netflix series about it. And Ben, Aff- ben Affleck's marriage deteriorated because of it. That's tough, though, man. I don't know. That's that's a tough call, mate. It's like, which one of your children do you love more? Nah, Zoe, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You've known her longer, you know. She doesn't shit her pants. Yeah, she's <laughs> she got a lot going for her right now. She has basic motor skills. Yeah, the little one's up shitting his pants. We got to reevaluate. But right now, <laughs> she wins every time. <laughs> uh, speaking of Daredevil and Netflix, you know, there had been rumors for uh, about a month now that. Maybe they were looking at not doing an Iron Fist Netflix show, like cutting it out all entirely because they're having trouble, you know, locking down a good story for it. Now the rumor is that they're going to get rid of the series and instead do an Iron Fist direct to Netflix movie, which could be cool. If that's the if that's the way to do it so that you don't just dismiss Iron Fist altogether. Yeah. Then do it. Or put out something shitty. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be cool with just like a two-hour balls-to-the-wall kung fu movie. Absolutely. If it does the same thing that the the, the season would have, fuck it. But I don't understand about the 
my my whole beef with this is that those rumors all seem to be kind of unsubstantiated. Like yes. there's there's not a name yeah. on any of them. No. Like other than like you know like oh Kevin Feige is gonna shut down the Iron Fist show. Well he can't. Like that's <laughs> not that, that's literally not his department anymore. Like what the fuck? Like there's there's no name or source on any of this shit, which is you know again a, a hallmark of comic journalism. Uh, I think part of the reason people are thinking that there's trouble with Iron Fist is that, you know, they started shooting Jessica Jones and they cast Luke Cage to be in Jessica Jones. They're now shooting Luke Cage. Still no word about who's going to be playing Iron Fist. Well, I think because Daredevil Season 2 got moved ahead of Iron Fist because of the the huge success true, of it. True, And I yeah. think that's yeah. a good reason to skip an Iron Fist series and just kind of get it done with a movie so that we're not waiting longer for the Defenders to finally join together. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But but at the same time, too, like I feel like they've already planted seeds for that story, man. Like all the stuff with Gao and right. the Steel yeah. Serpent and all that shit. Like, so, I mean, they could parlay that into the movie. You know? Absolutely. Oh, for or, sure. Yeah. It, it, but it, who it, says that they can't do just two movies? Or do that fucking seven capitals of heaven story, which would be so damn good. One of the most ridiculous things that I read, though, in the uh, the rumors is that the reason that they would want to do a movie instead of a series is that it would give them more time and money. That doesn't make yeah, any yeah. sense. <laughs> no. Yeah, you would think that shooting 13-hour-long episodes would take longer and cost more money than a two-hour movie. Yeah, like, I'm no mathematician, <laughs> but I do know how money and time work. Well, I think they mean I think they mean they would get more time to work on it because they would only have to make two hours instead of 13, so they could fine-tune it, and then they'd have more money to put into that two hours instead okay. of spreading it across Beca- 13. Because it would then be a movie, does it then fall under Kevin Feige's control? That's a good question. That's why he's shutting it down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, because I think I think really and truly at this point, people treat Netflix as a network. And I think it's still TV, a Marvel TV yes. project. Probably, yeah. But I, I don't want this to fall apart. Like I think I'm, I was really anxious to see what they do with it, and it's, it'd be weird if you know the thing that derails the other things is just the success of the other things. You know, like it's kind of funny. Like the other shit is doing so well that it's <laughs> threatening these other things from getting a chance to start. Embarrassment of riches. Yeah, no shit. This is uh, where we're at. This it's a goddamn golden age, people. <laughs> the next we're gonna have to explain to our children one day when there weren't comic book shows on TV. Seriously, see, like for real. Just looking back, just 15, 16 years ago, it was not. There was nothing. There was literally nothing. We had Blade, and we were happy. <laughs> we were, Smallville was there, yeah. and it was shitty. But we watched it anyway. Oh, God. Nice. Something you said just gave me an idea. So you guys remember that uh, the website where it was like, how many days has it been since DC fucked up? Yes. Oh, yeah. We do that, but it's a blog about how Bleeding Cool fucks things up. We call it an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> 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 I'm going to write that.
write, write that, that down. down. <laughs> I can prove that. And it's like, uh, like, like a photo of a of a crowd, but Photoshop Rich Johnson's face onto every single person. Uh, the next rumor is Shit, that Super Show was killing you guys. Good God, it's killing. Yes, they. Uh, I read something that it it dropped significantly in its second week. I saw here that the the premiere was watched by sixteen point three million fucking people. Right, right. Oh, and yeah, it, that's the, the biggest, premiere. The biggest debut of the new fall season. But this week it didn't have Big Bang Theory as a lead in, and it dropped considerably. Is that right? Ooh. Yeah, because it wasn't very good. Uh, Nicole hey. Kidman is rumored to join the Wonder Woman movie as a high-ranking Amazonian warrior. Some people are suggesting, I uh, excuse me if I pronounce this wrong, Hipp- Hippolyta? Yeah, I don't care. Uh, I mean, it would it would add some... Uh, she's an Oscar winner, so it would add a little cachet to a Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. And she, Nicole Kidman could be like, uh, you know, Wonder Woman's Yoda. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, something. I'm that... over getting excited about Nicole Kidman and things. I, it's, it's like I don't know. Uh, okay, I don't care. Let's see if this excites Lee. The Power Rangers movie reboot cast, woo! And they will be Jason, Kimberly, Zach, Billy, and Trini. So they are bringing back the characters from the original. However, they're switch- however they're switching things up a bit. Black Ranger ain't black. He's Asian. Yellow Ranger ain't Asian. She's brown. But st- and the weird thing about that is like, and whatever. I have no problem that she's that she's you know a Hispanic girl. But I've not met a single Hispanic girl named Trini in my fucking life. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe kind of maybe her word. name's Trinity, and and they call her there Trini for be. short. I get I get down with that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm really th- surprised that they the got black a bunch- guy has not been the Black Ranger nor an Asian person, the Yellow Ranger. Since that first season, because that shit was <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that shit never happened again. I am surprised that they didn't get anyone that I've heard of to be any of these characters. But then again, I guess you, you start out with some, some fresh faces, some fresh names, and then you can build a franchise off of them. Yeah, right. You can do it for cheap. You know, spend your money on effects and shit and not have to pay these people fucking anything. And then if any of them are good, they can be in a Marvel movie, you know, a few years from now. Exactly. Yeah. That's I think it'd be cool. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think if they, you know, have fun with it and, like, you know, don't try to fucking grim it up, I think it could be good, it could be good times. Look forward to taking the kids to it and stuff. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Power Rangers morphs into theaters January 13th, 2017. January? Yeah. That's where that's movies go to die. <laughs> that's that's that's, that's not, fucking that's dread season right there. Yep. Dread came out in in August, December. didn't it? I want to thought I thought it was like a. I think it was August, maybe September. Was it? Yeah, because it was essentially a summer movie. Huh. Poor dread. R.I.P. Dread. Poor dread. Not R.I.P. It still lives on. Holy Not shit! Like it should have, man. July eleventh, two thousand. Or okay, no, no, hold on. What? Why do I have Sandy? It says San Diego Comic Con, United Kingdom, and South America. Where's the fucking U.S. guys? <laughs> it was never released. 
<laughs> wipe that shit out. September 7th, 2012. Okay. I September like 21st, thing. 2012 worldwide. All right. So, yeah, it wasn't winter. But I thought it was okay. It was like a fall thing. Right on. So, yeah, that's that's a weird time. Yeah. But at the same time. No you know, competition. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that might be the better time to do it anyway because that's, you know, just go take the kids out. See a movie. Kids still love Power Rangers. Yeah. So our final story is the rumor that uh, Disney will be retiring Slave Leia from all future merchandise and Star Wars marketing. Uh, you know, this is kind of on the heels of the uproar of there not being other Leia action figures on the shelf besides Slave Leia. And, you know, we're all trying to be a little bit more sensitive, a little bit more uh, looking to empower females, especially little girls. Uh, so why I'm amazed that this took this long. Yeah. This probably should have happened a while ago. I think this wouldn't be an issue. First of all, a lot of the complaints about why is there only uh why is the only action figure of Princess Leia her in a, a slave outfit? That's true like currently on shelves that would be the only Leia figure, right. but there have been, uh, you know, two hundred Princess Leia figures over the past thirty years. It just so right. happens that the one on shelves right now is, you know, an adult collector twenty dollar Black Series, right? You know, Princess right, Leia yeah. in the slave outfit. But you know, <laughs> there are plenty of other figures of the other female characters that are in the new movie coming out that are not dressed like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the and. This this rumor kind of came to light after Carrie Fisher told Daisy Ridley to, you know, fight against any sort of slave outfit. You know, fight for your wardrobe. Don't let them put you in in a slave outfit because because you know little girls look up to you and then you know that's you're going to be in that slave outfit for the rest of your life essentially on the internet. Which that's cool. Uh, J. Scott Campbell said that. Uh, uh, he he is one of the the quote unquote sources of this retirement of Slave Leia because uh, apparently they're not allowed to do uh, Slave Leias in any of the Marvel comics or uh, variant covers. Not e- can't even draw Leia in a sexy pose. And apparently there was a three D Slave Leia statue statue that was uh, canceled at a major manufacturer. Uh, you know, I, I could look like a jerk and be mad about this, but no one's going to be able to take Slave Leia away from me. <laughs> no. She'll be and, in and my I, heart I for forever. It makes sense in the confines of the story. Like, you know, she was subjugated by a fucking evil giant yes. mob boss monster thing. So yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Know, like, it fits in the story still. It just so happens it sexually awakened me as a six-year-old. Right. <laughs> When everyone else is on, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I've always found the attachment to it to be kind of weird. At this point, it is weird, but don't judge me, Kelly. Don't. No, judge I'm me. not judging you. I'm just <laughs> judging. Kind. I'm not even judging. It's just there's a weird attachment that some dudes have to it that goes beyond it being okay. I think. I don't know. It's always just seemed really as a Star Wars outsider. It's always seemed very strange to me that that's kind of 
her at her weakest and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say that her at her weakest, but while she is a, a captive, she is essentially a slave and forced to wear this demeaning outfit. She fucking murders Jabba the Hutt with her bare goddamn hands. And then, and then she blows up his fucking ship. She she gets on a fucking machine gun. It's just like in a slave outfit. Yeah, she's totally fucking badass. Yeah, it does. It, it the scene does turn into something awesome. But it's like every time you see anyone like you see a J. Scott Campbell draw her like that, she's always chained up to something. Yeah, well, they I never mean, draw her with a machine gun. No. <laughs> That's but like, a fair comment. They had that make. the Star Wars Unleashed figure of her with the um the staff looking like a fucking badass on the on the bridge of the skiff. You know, she wasn't chained up then. She was just sexy. <laughs> she was yeah. it like that was Carrie Fisher at the the height of her powers. Like it's like it's like Salma Hayek in From Dusk Till Dawn. Like she was never hotter than that moment right there. And it's not because uh Jabba the Hutt made her suck his fucking greasy tail. <laughs> it's because she was be- she was a beautiful woman with an amazing body in an awesome science fiction movie. But yeah, it's it's we we had our time. Like I said, they can't take Slave Lay away from us. No. But, you know, I'm not mad at the decision to retire it. <laughs> if you want some Slave Leia material in your life, there's plenty out hey, there to choose from. Oh, and you know, plenty. You know what happens when Disney retires something? Eventually, that's... Sh- the vault later. Eventually, that shit's coming out of the Disney vault. <laughs> and I'm sure Frank Cho is working on a sketch cover of it as we Probably, speak. Probably, yep. It, Slave Leia, Spider Gwen, and uh, Spider Woman. You just know ass cheeks splayed out. And a fucking dinosaur in the background just saying, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> Shrug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't be mad at it. But we got, what's up? Is that it? Yeah, that that's news? it. That is news. It's good news this week. Good stuff. It's, uh,. Some combos. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know that the problem with comic books is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash your you, hands. You know that you're segueing, but you're I got, like, I was reading something and got lost. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're segueing. You're like, let's um, uh, oh yeah, comics. <laughs> I got lost reading something. Okay, it happens. Don't fucking don't make fun I of me. I tease you. I'm sorry. Can't help it. It happens. Uh, yeah, there was really and truly not a whole hell of a lot that came out last week. No. Um, which I'm kind of okay with. Uh, it's it, it been a fucking crazy couple of weeks. Um, cool, probably the coolest thing I read, though, is I, I'm, I'm, I'm leafing through the uh, Death Vigil trade that came out. And that, I think that was maybe the week before last that came out. But it's all eight issues of Seppin Sajic's uh, series. And I saw him talking about it on Twitter, but not until it was like kind of halfway through. And I wanted to kind of pick it up in the trade. And 
apparently the sales of the trade are going to kind of decide whether or not this thing goes on anymore just because it's very much, you know, him writing and drawing it all himself is very much an indie kind of thing that, you know, Top Cow and Image are publishing. But it's, it's fucking cool. The idea is that uh, it starts off this guy gets shot in an alley. He's dressed as a cop for Halloween and tries to, like, you know, help this woman from getting mugged or whatever and he gets shot for his troubles. And Grim Reaper comes to see him and it's just a chick with white hair in the sky and all this stuff touches him you know gives him a chance to you know live again as one of the death vigil and so they you know there's a whole bunch of them all the white hair and shit like that and they fight you know demons and monsters and shit like that you know kind of protect you know earth from you know the evil thing trying to pierce the veil and stuff and so you have the main the guy he's been doing it for about 12 years and they're kind of he's paralleling his kind of flashback stories with the young girl who dies like in the first issue and like the newest member. So you're kind of seeing how their stories parallel and things like that. And you know, it's fucking cool looking monsters and neat art. And the way this guy draws faces is like just some of the best shit in the world, man. It's really, really good. Um, it's very fucking cool. And the trade is like eight issues. It's a massive fucking trade. You can get it for like 20 bucks on Amazon. I think it's really, really good. Highly recommend checking that out. And it's, you know, and if there's nothing else, then it's, you just have this really cool kind of self-contained little sci-fi you know, fantasy story that I don't know. It's really, really fun. I like it quite a lot. Um, um, Fight Club Two number six came out, and it. And I realized I kind of put two and two together. And I realized what it is about these Fight Club comics is that they're kind of hard to read, but like I think in a very deliberate way that works because it's Fight Club. I saw you say that on Twitter. What What do you mean? Like. I feel because like, I, I I don't read the book, so I, I don't know. I feel like there are places where I feel like there's there are panels being left out, like dialogue between the characters, and they'll kind of, there'll be this weird jump where it's like, okay, there's at least two panels of shit that should be there that just isn't, you know? And mm, I'm, I'm like, that makes sense. Like, yeah, like it's missing frames or something. You know what I mean? Like there's 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 and it's nothing major, but it's like it's like you're reading and the record skips. You know, and you're kind well, of just ahead, like, a little, a little more ahead than you probably should be. You know, <clears throat> like and you're reading movie, long, reading long, and it kind of it, it stops you for a second, takes you out of the story for a minute. What, what the fuck happened? And you can't get it back because it's not there. You know, and it's like you said, it it, it makes sense because it's Fight Club. Anything else, and you wouldn't buy it. And in the movie, you know, he talks about how he just kind of sleepwalks through life, and that's how he became Tyler. Is as as he's sleepwalking. He's becoming Tyler and not realizing it. And, you know, I remember watching Fight Club for the first time and then having to watch it a second time to understand it all. Yeah. So it makes sense that the book would be a mindfuck similarly. Yeah, it really is. And and this one, they start to play with the Tyler versus Sebastian angle a little more. The point where, like... Tyler's trying to kill him. Like, and, you know, it seems to be on the impression that if Sebastian dies, Tyler will still live somehow. And that's, that's kind of interesting. And then, you know, and in the midst of all this stuff, again, they're just little, little cuts missing here or there that really make it work. And then there's one bit where across the double page spread, like laying on top of the art, which we've done a few times where like things have been on top of the page, like obscuring stuff, like, when Sebastian's talking about the medicine he takes, whatever, like there's pills on top of the panels covering word balloons and shit like that, you know? But there's uh, 
a bit where they're talking about the candy assassination and laying on top of the pages is like a strip of film of the assassination with the last frame, the second to last frame, and the film strip is a giant dick. And it's like, that's, that's what you did there. It's nice. I <laughs> appreciate that. So yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's, like, it's challenging, but like, I know it's on purpose, so it doesn't bother me so much. I, I like it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that it, sounds it feels awesome. like reading what reading a <laughs> Fight Club comic should feel like. In a weird way. I'm so far behind. It's it's pretty damn good. You sound so depressed. It really does. <laughs> really, really does. You're not that far behind. It's only on issue six. Yeah, right. I know you've read three. Yeah, I got I got the first three, so yeah. I'll just get in a batch of three. You want to talk far behind? Talk me and Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to talk about fifty one. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. Um, I will mention real quick that the uh, Batman Dark Side War one shot came out where like he's the god of knowledge. It's fucking weird. I skipped that. Was it worth reading at all? Batman is tooling around Gotham in his fucking magic chair, solving all crime because he's now like precognitive as well. It's like he can just stop crimes before they actually happen. Fucking Batman Minority Report. Straight up Batman Minority Report, and you know. He's you know this, he's dropping people you know in the Arctic and shit like that and telling them how to find boats or whatever and then he <laughs> tells the chair to take him to see Joe Chill and you know chair rises the fuck out of Joe Chill for a little while and like you know pulls off his mask and tells him that, yeah you're the guy that created Batman all this stuff because I'm Bruce Wayne and this and that and then like tells him to forget everything he saw and then pimps away in the chair which is kind of strange. And then he says, Joe Chill's got no chill, and he chuckles, and the issue ends. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but no, the, the issue does end with them uh, in the Batcave, and he's looking at the Joker thing. Okay, yeah, I'm going to get me some Joker now, finally. And it's Bruce's Batman, it's Alfred with two hands, and yet the images of the Joker on the screen they're looking at are him from the Endgame story. <laughs> wherein, at the end of that story, our... Alfred loses a hand and Bruce Wayne is no longer Batman, so I don't know where the fuck this shit's supposed to take place. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's really weird. But, you know, they're doing their own story, and the story is generally, overall, it's pretty neat. The Justice League story is pretty cool, but they don't, they're not even trying to make it fit with the rest of it, and I think that's kind of okay. I don't know. Yeah. They're not being a slave to the continuity, but they're also kind of shitting on it at the same time, which is a weird line to toe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the uh, only other thing. Only thing really talk, worth talking about this week. I think we got Kelly. All right. Uh, the only thing that came out this week that is worth talking about is One Punch Man Volume Three. One Punch Man. Yes, it is a manga that is coming. That's starting to come out now in physical form. They Viz has been putting it in their weekly digital Shonen Jump for a while now, and I've been hearing great things about it. So once it came out in the trades, I decided to pick it up, and it is pretty great so uh the main character saitama he has trained himself to the point where he can pretty much destroy any opponent with a single punch and he is depressed about this because he cannot find a good fight uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right like he just wanted to be a superhero for fun and become really strong and now he's become too strong it's it's a really fun series. The first I really I wrote I wrote about it on the on the site today. I recommend checking out the first volume just for the cool villains. 
that get thrown at him because like in the beginning of the series, the first three or so chapters and it keeps going, you keep getting new villains and he's just like, all right, cool. And he punches them and they're dead. So like they're burning through all these awesome villain designs. That's kind of cool actually. Yeah. It's, it's totally a satire on American comics and it's kind of fun to see it through the lens of, you know, Japanese comics. And it's, if you like Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, you'll like One Punch Man. It's got the good balance between fighting and comedy. It, it leans more on the comedy side, but the, all the action scenes are really well done. That sounds pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, I, it's up to volume three so far. It's, I am enjoying it quite a bit. <laughs> and it's also great because as the series goes on, he takes on a student and realizes he has nothing to teach him. <laughs> because the way he got strong is just by doing 100 push-ups 100 crunches, 100 squats and running 10 kilometers a day that's all he did so like it's, it's not a super intense workout but it made him strong enough to punch through everybody <laughs> <laughs> okay so he, he takes on the student and he's like well I have nothing to teach you he just keeps making up these bullshit lessons for him <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Yeah, I I really recommend it. And what else? I, speaking of Dragon Ball, I've been chugging through more Dragon Ball, going through that whole series with those... Uh, yeah, chug omnibus. those Dragon Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking chug it all. <laughs> Just chug right through it. <laughs> you sick fucks. <laughs> forward choice <laughs> but yeah i've been going through that and man dragon ball is really good like i'm at the i'm reading through the stuff i've never read before just from the early series and it's a really it's a it's such a good comedy book and it's amazing where it went from just kind of this grounded fighting series to oh fuck let's go to space and there's aliens everywhere right <laughs> Yeah, where I left off for today is the end of the f- uh, first tournament that Goku fights in. He's going into the uh, Red Ribbon Army story. I know. Yeah, it's if you've never read Dragon Ball, it's a good time. You, sh- you should read Dragon Ball. And then the last thing I'm going to talk about is I've been reading Zot. Do you know what that is? Zot. Zot. Z O T. No. Yeah, like Neil. Neil before Zot. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Zot is the comic that was d- done by um, Scott McCloud, the dude that wrote Understanding Comics. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I pi- yeah. They he did a whole. Um, you c- there's a single trade collection of the entire series. I picked it up at a half price books, like a month back for like six bucks, because I wanted to read it for a little while, and it's really interesting so far because it basically the premise behind Zot is. Zot comes from an alternate version of our Earth, where it's all kind of crazy and futuristic, but it's still 1965. And he comes to this Earth and starts dating a girl named Jenny, and she and him will keep bouncing between both worlds. And it's interesting, as you're reading it, you can see Scott McCloud start to lose interest in Zot's world. So it starts to take place more and more in our Earth. And where I left off reading it, he loses the ability to go back to his Earth. 
So he pretty huh. much entirely just leaves off, you know, we're done with all the supervillains and stuff. Now it's just going to be this grounded story outside of Zot having superpowers. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny just reading it because it's like, yeah, he's totally just losing interest in this section of the story, but he's really interested in what Jenny's doing over here. <laughs> yeah, that, that dude, I never read Understanding Comics. He seems to know how they work pretty well. I mean, he could never know how to write a comic. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, between that and then uh, the sculptor that he actually put out this past year, he's got some good comics under his belt. Fuck on, man. Did I ever mention to you guys that when I was walking up and down Artist Alley at New York Comic Con, I ran into uh, God Hates Astronauts dude and introduced oh, really? myself? Yeah. What, what was his name? <laughs> Ryan Brown. Ryan Brown, yes. Nice guy. Uh, this just in, uh, breaking news. Um, we have video of Vern Troyer doing the hotline bling dance. Oh my god. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. Gonna watch this. Oh my god. How is he still alive? That's a kind of a good question. That's just weird. He looks confused. <laughs> yeah, kick it. Ah, this isn't as good as I hoped it was going to be. Well, no, because his little arms are too small to really get into it. Jesus! Drink that shit, I guess. I'm That's sorry. That's more sad than funny. I'm sorry I interrupted the show with that. <laughs> hey, you said it was breaking. You didn't promise good. <laughs> Got a point. Good point. Thanks. Thanks for having my back. No problem. He looks in better health than he has in recent <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, it's true. Re- remember when he was on Surreal Life and he pissed in the co- in the gym on the oh, floor? Oh, God, yeah. Just riding around on his little scooter. What you got, nice? Uh, uh, not much. I have been reading the fifth anniversary issue of Wizard on the toilet uh, <laughs> from 1995, and uh, one of the things I like to do is to look at the BMG ad that's halfway through the issue <laughs> and pick which seven CDs I would get for free now. Because, you know, you get 10 CDs for the price of one, but you only get to pick seven now. Then you pay full price for one later, and then you get two more free CDs after that. Uh, so, yeah, I I pretty much... So, it's a BMG ad from 1995, so it's that era of music. So, I find myself picking out a lot of greatest hits. You know, shit that I would already have, like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Greatest Hits, Bob Marley, Legend... Uh, Creedence Clearwater Revivals, uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac, stuff like that. Not not a whole lot of uh, new music in 1995 that 
uh, has has stuck with me as, yeah, not so much. as much as some greatest hits. We got it so we never we never did that, but we did do the uh, Columbia House DVD Club for a minute. Oh, that was dumb. Fuck yeah, I did. I don't think we ever did the DVDs, but we did the VHS tapes with the Columbia House. And I did <laughs> CDs with Columbia House and BMG. Oh man, like probably so three times BMGs. a piece. So many BMGs. Like the you two have people live with me when I did that. <laughs> the BMG lived under my roof. <laughs> I had so many aliases. That's where the whole computer twin started. How, how what started? Oh, computer twin? I created <laughs> something that lived on. Goddamn. Okay, let me ask you this, Jose. If your computer twin was actually, like, lived in a computer, would you eat dinner with it? <laughs> yeah, but that's different. Interaction is different. <laughs> I'm just picturing Jose shoving spaghetti in the disk drive of a computer. <laughs> no, Kelly, you put a bagel in the disk drive. Uh, <laughs> said he was hungry. Nom, nom, nom. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Got anything, Jose? Uh, like comics? Yeah. (laughs) No. No. No, I'm behind, man. All right. All right. All right. Let's let's do it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Oh, we'll do this again next week, though, man. Join us next week at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central at chat.panelsonpages.com. We'll do it for a very special episode. Oh, my God. That's right. Shit. Next week is, in fact, episode number 316. Give me a hell yeah! Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> oh, it's going to be a fun time. Uh, we're going to tweet the fuck out of you, Stone Cold. Yep. I'm going to have a bottle of honey right next to me the whole show. <laughs> a bottle of honey? Just to, to, to lube up the vocal lube cords. Vibe, yeah, it helps yeah. your throat. Yeah, because remember yeah, when I did I, that yeah. commercial, I fucking coughed. <laughs> when you talk like this for too long, it starts to hurt <laughs> your vocal cords. Solid plan. <laughs> Solid plan. Uh, all right, yeah. So Stone Cold's going to show up in the chat. Damn. Watch. Sign up for that. That'll be a good time, you guys. He's going to call in. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, four. Jason Nyes, uh, Jose Guzman, and Kelly Harris. I'm the right Reverend Lee Rodriguez. We'll uh, do this again next week. Email us, popcast at panelsonpages.com, or I'll leave us a voicemail at 616 951 one pop. Do your best Stone Cold impersonation. We'll play yeah, it live yeah. on the air. Stone Cold, you got to do it. Yeah, if you if you leave us a voicemail that doesn't have Stone Cold voice, it's not getting deleted. Deleted. Yeah. Or we'll just we'll pause it every three seconds so we can what it. <laughs> I can't wait for the fantasy football segment next week. <laughs> oh Christ! All right, yeah. So uh, speaking of some. Uh, you know, old school Grace's collections from your BMG uh, library. Uh, I picked this song because they played it in Supernatural this week. I'm like, that's a fucking good jam. I'm going I'm to I'm put it on the show. Yeah. Some uh, Bob Seger? Fucking yeah, Bob Seger. Fucking ain't right. We're going to get some night moves on. Get you through the rest of the evening. So yeah. Good night. We love you. Goodbye. I was a little too tall. Could have used a few pounds. Tight pants, points, hollering down. 
She was a black-haired beauty with big dark eyes And points all her own sudden way up high Way up firm and high Out past the cornfields where the woods got heavy Out in the back seat of my 60 Chevy Working on mysteries without any clues Working on a night moves Trying to make some front page driving news Working on a night moves In the summertime Some high in the sky, some We were just young and restless and bored Living by the sword And we'd steal away every chance we could To the back room, to the alley, or the trusty woods I used to have she used me, but neither one cared We were getting our share Working on a night moon Trying to lose the awkward teenage blues Working on a night And it's funny how the night moves When you just don't seem to have as much to lose Strange how the night moves With autumn closing in
wonderful. Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! 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 Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.